Welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Podcast with me, Kelly Peters. And me, Regina Lally. Today we're going to talk about the ICO's Children's Code, which is also known as the Age Appropriate Design Code, and that comes into force from September 2021. And alongside that, we want to talk about the interesting legal case that's been brought by the former Children's Commissioner this week against TikTok. So Kelly, would you like to give us uh, a little bit of an overview of the ICO Children's Code? Yeah, so this came about because when the GDPR came into full in May 2018, they had a requirement to publish a children code. So it was published in September last year. uh, And as with everything, uh, we have a year to get ourselves ready. And I think it's fair to say with the ICO, when I looked at their website today, with their six months to go, maybe not everybody has done what they should have done. Do you think people are aware of the fact that this code has been uh, agreed and adopted? No, because I I don't think they probably paid enough. Um, and maybe I'm less a disrespect. I'm not sure people are aware that there are subsequent pieces of legislation that are coming out in relation to the GDPR. And I think this one's quite significant because this one is, whilst it is, it's targeted at if you are providing apps, games, connected toys and devices to anyone under the age of 18, you should consider the code uh, and you should consider the code. You are processing children that are UK children. So you could be a US app developer and you could be providing that app access to a child under the age of 18. Therefore, you have to abide by this code. So it's not just UK companies. It's anybody in the world that is offering this kind of what they call ISS, so Information Society services which is a bit of a mouthful essentially it's if you're offering search engine programs social media platforms so your intended audience may not be children but if they do access it you need to be aware of the code and make sure that you put in appropriate measures so i was just going to ask in terms of that so one of the things i think we've seen because there there was reference to being aware of children's data within gdpr itself and typically what we'll see is people will tend to say that we don't believe that our services are for children. And I think that that's probably perfectly valid for a number of online services. However, is that going to be enough where there's that blur? Because obviously under 18, you know, teenagers will start looking at more grown up, more interesting Uh adult targeted content, not in in terms of, you know, it's typically companies would expect it to be adult users. But actually, Mm -hmm. as kids are growing up, they're looking to try and engage with that kind of content. They know about it. they, They want those kind of account so is it enough for a company to go oh I'm not targeting young people therefore I don't need to worry do they have to consider actually we may end up with under 18s using our service and therefore we need to consider this code I'd say the latter I would say hopefully you've done a data protection impact assessment and you've assessed the risk and the possible appeal of what you are developing and whether or not it could appeal to a younger audience and then if that is the case actually factor in this code along that we're going to talk about it later on in the the case of TikTok but the commissioner children's commissioner found that 44 percent of children between 8 and 12 are accessing services above their age so i think if you've got that kind of staggering a statistic you've got to be aware that your product may actually genuinely appeal to a younger generation therefore you really should be making sure that you're putting in appropriate measures and there are things like i think it was saying some of the basics might be that you know you simply turn off geolocation kind of information and you're not you don't build in nudge techniques to try and encourage the younger generation 
position to kind of give information or even palm over any cash. Sure. It's Um, quite interesting, isn't it? Because I think when I was reading it, I was thinking, actually, these are all things that as an adult, I'd quite like to not be susceptible to in terms of, I think, obviously, the differences as an adult, I'm probably more able to A, see where that's happening and B, make the decision not to fall for it. Not saying that every time I don't. However, (laughs) you know, it's that I think you can be more aware of where you're being led down a particular path, whereas children are, you know, not necessarily going to be aware enough to be able to say, actually, no, I I don't. They're not going to know the associated risks of either spending money on a game that they've been nudged to spend more and more and that it builds up or giving away further information and details and, and actually what's going on behind that for for the way the company's using their data and the risks that, that come alongside that. Yeah, and I think it's not just the kind of the gaming industry. I don't think they're, they're probably prime, but if you think that it said that it's things like content streaming providers, if you think about the appeal of YouTube, and I know that my godchildren are very keen on YouTube and I'm like, wow, why are you watching this? (laughs) You know, there are lots of other online streaming content. I think you just genuinely have to do a risk assessment. And if you're not sure, I'd build in the privacy aspects as if it was gonna be attractive to children it's more of a what if rather than oh we'll deal with it if it happens I'd rather be prepared and in fairness that should come about as part of your pre rather than just come up with a fantastic idea you know thinking about the implications of who's your target audience but who is on the periphery of that target audience could feel the appeal of what it is that you're developing and does that appeal to the younger generation and if you think the answer to that is yes you know you really should be looking at the children's code if you've already developed an app or online streaming service or news that you feel is going to be appealing for the under 18s you know look at the code see how it applies see what changes you need to to do i mean at its most fundamental the the guide says that you should map your data you know Mm. and we've talked about that you know religiously with gdpr so absolutely know what information you're collecting on children and then you know what measures do you now need to retrospectively apply to the electronic service that you have developed and put it in the time scale of by September you know that's not a lot of time to do what could be potentially a significant amount of work to be honest. I think it's it's quite interesting that when you compare the experience of using different services online that you know I have daily you know when you're engaging with different platforms the thing that sort of caught my eye was around the sort of default settings around things mm like obviously like you said like the geolocation and it should be for the the children's code they're talking about being high privacy by default actually you've got it restricted so that you're not collecting information unnecessarily the child's privacy is being protected to the highest possible degree and i think that's something that just generally across online use particularly we don't see because I was looking to read some news article the other day and they were making you for the legitimate interest cookies. Let's not start that discussion. Um, (laughs) Let's not. (laughs) I got through, I don't know how many, turning off each one individually that I didn't want to share. And I I got bored and I was like, I don't need to read the article that much. I'm just going to go off because I can't get through this. And if you think if that was sort of, you know, it's perfectly valid that a teenager could be interested in reading news articles. Kind of, you know, it shouldn't be at the point of they're having to go through 15 minutes of turning off cookies that are being put onto their device. And it's that, you know, those kind of approaches of companies being able to put on those high privacy settings and giving people options as opposed to making us all give across data, but particularly children and, and where it's more risky information. I think the slight challenge I have with that is that I think most children don't have the patience to look into the detail they just press accept and they'd have 
they'd have no idea what they've accepted. And, you know, I think that's possibly what's gone on in the past and still goes on today is that this hidden level of information that is being collected on you and children that's then being misused for advertising purposes. Now, I, I know, like you, I would go through the privacy settings and be like, no, or, you know, I can't be bothered. But if all of your friends are reading a particular article or more you know more likely of something that's streaming or a game you're probably just going to click through it not Mm -hmm. having any clue what you've just given away and stuff and that as a developer our position shouldn't be like oh well that's good you know we can harvest whatever we want it really should be well how do we make that easy for the kid to understand what exactly they are agreeing to and then you know going like you said using the basic information that allows them to to run their product online and I, I just worry that whilst there is this code here and you made the point how many people are aware of it it's almost like a so what it, there's mm-hmm. a code oh okay you know the enforcement on GDPR hasn't been particularly high yes it's been some staggering figures but in this country it's a very low rate of enforcement what's the rate of enforcement of this going to be rather than actually we're talking about children here and we really should be thinking about their privacy first and foremost before we get down that route of what profit can we make for sure these children and i think that naturally sort of brings us into the case that's being brought by the former children's commissioner and Longfield against tiktok Um, and i think she's looking to sue them for the misuse of, of children's data in the uk and essentially looking at the data that they've collected without the the appropriate levels of transparency without any warning that that information is being collected and without the necessary consent that's Mm. required by gdpr and data protection legislation so it's things like their phone numbers videos of them and obviously their image their location biometric data so i'm assuming you know that's around their their facial sort of recognition kind of information that must be being collected and what i thought was very interesting is the fact that this case is being brought on behalf of all children who've used tiktok since the 25th of may 2018 it doesn't matter whether they've got an account or not so and I think that's sometimes what you see and you know I know with with some of my friends who have children that they've done TikTok videos with their kids you know this time last year when we're all in lockdown everybody was Uh. moving on to TikTok and you know it was the the latest craze as all these different lip sync things came out and and that would involve sometimes you know their kids being in the videos taking part and those kids were under 13 which Uh. I think is the age that you need to be to have your own account yeah so I thought that was quite interesting that actually, you know, there's an issue there for the organisation in that even if they put in online controls about the age of individuals using the service, it's very difficult for them to control who actually does because mm. other people can bring the children in or the children want to use it and they get to. And then that misuse of their data because there hasn't been that transparency about exactly what's happening in the background. because yeah. she's suggesting that there's you know billions of pounds of money has been made off of this information which is why she's bringing the case that's right isn't it? I, uh, I believe so and obviously there's the you know the advertising because of the high use yeah the advertising that then goes through and again you know in the marketing code the sort of best marketing practice there's very clear guidelines about how you can't market mm. to children and you know i think that's much easier to control with traditional forms of media you know tv and so on you can check what goes on at what time and and manage it that way. Whereas children, you know, will be accessing information and these platforms at all times of day. You as a a provider need to be making sure that any algorithms and profiling that's happening in the background isn't inappropriately 
directing advertising to children because you know they are more susceptible to it and so i mean yeah. the, the comment they she made around it being a, a data collection service this is tiktok <laughs> data collection service thinly veiled as a social network was quite interesting and i think that's um clearly a, a lack of transparency about the system overall and, and how it's collecting and using data about the individuals who have accounts on it yeah and i think from the article she's wanting them as in tiktok to stop collecting the data delete anything that has not been collected appropriately without the appropriate consent and then put in the appropriate safeguards so i think it, it's a lot that she's asking i think it'd be and the, the article does say it's a land it could be a potential landmark case so there will be a lot of people looking at this because this is not the first case that tiktok has faced globally their misuse of information so it'd be certainly one one to watch for sure and it's something that a previous version of tiktok was it musical musically don't know i'm clearly not down with the kids to know how to put <laughs> there's a little either. dot in there so. <laughs> however that's pronounced um sorry my age now uh, that that was sort of a forerunner to tiktok i think tiktok bought it and they were told and i think told by the ico they had to delete children's data prior to to being part of tiktok so it's something that has been considered and followed through in the past but as you say definitely a case to watch and one that will be of interest as this children's code comes in as well so i think the time has flown by very quickly as it does every week and i think you know if you've got any queries or questions around the children's code or you you want to talk to us more about it then please do get in touch uh, we're very happy to help if you're you're not sure whether what you develop or your products are are related to the code we really appreciate you joining us for today's podcast and if you have any questions or would like to be a guest on our 50th episode which we intend to record on the 14th of may we'd love for one of our listeners to join in and uh, take part in our discussions so questions or uh, guest applications please email us at coffee at dbxuk.com and we thank you very much for joining us today (music) 